Welcome to the Genius of Liberty, stories that celebrate the crucial but forgotten role Ohio played in the fight for women's right to vote. I'm Hillary Copsey, your host. Today's story is the power of an idea. Cincinnati's Reverend Herbert S. Bigelow included a stop at the National American Woman Suffrage Association annual convention as part of his 1906 campaign for initiative and referendum, which he believed would empower citizens to enact progressive reforms. In 1906, Reverend Herbert Bigelow made national headlines when he left his ministry at the Vine Street Congregational Church to crusade for instituting initiative and referendum in Ohio. Reverend Bigelow and his ally George Shipley believed these political procedures could rectify dangerous weaknesses in the representative system caused by political machines entrenched in the cities and powerful lobbies maintained at state capitals. While Shipley's speech at the suffrage convention directly addressed initiative and referendum, Bigelow, in what the papers later described as the most important address delivered that week, spoke of the power of an idea. If the world were never again to get another new idea, progress would be at an end, Bigelow began, drawing on portions of the lecture he'd adapted for many audiences since it was first delivered in the Vine Street Church more than a decade earlier. Then, the good reverend spoke of how education and morality make for healthy democracies. The human race has two enemies, the cunning of the few and the stupidity of the many. And the many may be as pious in their stupidity as the few are unscrupulous in their cunning, he said. Selfishness and ignorance are the prime ministers of evil. But ignorance is the greater evil of the two. Selfishness is mostly ignorance. He continued speaking of how societies change. First, God lets loose a thinker on the continent. The idea is received with smile or jeer or gibbet, as the case may be. But the idea makes its way. It finds friends and martyrs. At first, it is preached on the street corners. Then it gets into the pulpits. Finally, it creeps into the laws, and before we know it, it has made conquests of us all. The birth and growth and struggle and triumph of one great idea after another, this is the story of human progress. Turning to the interests of his current audience, Bigelow continued, For more than half a century, the men and women who championed the idea of woman suffrage were made the butt of ridicule. Yet, in the light of history, how ridiculous are the enemies of this idea. Fifty years ago, no American college but Oberlin was open to women. Now there are women students in most of the universities of Europe, and a third of the college students in America are women. We have 328,000 women who are teachers or college professors, 3,000 women preachers, 6,000 literary and scientific persons among women, 8,000 government officials, 34,000 merchants. And woman has full suffrage in four states of the Union, school suffrage in 18 states, and some measure of political rights in 23 states. The march of the idea proceeds. Six years later, Bigelow presided over Ohio's Constitutional Convention. 
Backed by suffragists and prohibitionists, the Ohio State Constitution was amended in 1912 to include initiative and referendum, which Bigelow believed would result in progressive changes by empowering the public to legislate at the polls. The strategy backfired. In 1917, voters scrapped woman suffrage legislation that had been passed by the Ohio General Assembly and signed into law. Buoyed by this success, Ohio's initiative and referendum provisions were expanded to permit public votes on federal as well as state constitutional amendments. As a result, even though the Ohio General Assembly ratified the 19th Amendment in June 1919, within months, voters were being encouraged by the liquor industry and political machines to overturn ratification at the polls. Thank you for listening to The Genius of Liberty. This series is named after The Genius of Liberty, one of the first U.S. periodicals published by a woman. Elizabeth A. Aldrich covered women's rights conventions and advocated equal access to education, equal pay for equal work, and voting rights for women. She also had ties to the Mercantile Library. You can subscribe to this podcast through Apple Podcasts and find all of our episodes on soundcloud.com slash thegeniusofliberty. Our theme music is Battle Hymn of the Republic Medley by Marissa Anderson, originally recorded live on WFMU and used with permission. Catherine Dirac writes and voices all the Genius of Liberty stories, and Chris Messick records and produces the series, which comes to you from Cincinnati's Mercantile Library. Since 1835, you belong here.